This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 250 of Sorta Awesome. I am so excited about this week's episode because I know that this is kind of a moment in time where a lot of us are sort of grappling with the uh, reality that our summer plans, many of us, our summer plans have changed. Some of us have had drastic changes to our summer plans. Um, Camps have been canceled. Vacations have been canceled. All kinds of stuff. We're having to shuffle and think through what is summer 2020 going to look like for us. And so I thought this might be a good moment in time for us as a community to have a little moment to just kind of chill out together as the summer is heating up. And I thought it would be so fun to reflect back on some summer memories from our own childhoods. I know one of the things I've been kind of floundering with is what to do with the kids this summer with not really having any activities or any of the camps or anything that we had planned on. So I thought it'd be fun to reflect on my own childhood summer memories. And I asked some friends to share theirs as well. Some voices that may be familiar to you uh, if you have listened to Sword Awesome for a while and some voices that might be brand new to you. One voice that is very familiar to you. In fact, I think she was just here, my sister, Emily Harris. Hi, Emily. Hi, Meg. We have a lot of shared summer memories together, don't we? Yes, we do. So many, so many. So we're going to talk about a few of those here in just a minute. But first, let's just go ahead and start this show the way we always do, even if we're taking a chill approach to it this week. We always start this show with Awesome of the Week. It's that moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more happy right now, whether it is a podcast or a TV show, movie, a book, just whatever is bringing some sunshine to this moment in the summer. So Emily, I know you were just here. Bless it. Do you have another Awesome of the Week to talk about this week? Actually, I do. And this was a a close second to the one I just did. So I mean, it all works out. Yeah. Yes, totally. 
So my awesome of the week is a shampoo and conditioner, and it's called Tone It Down Blonde Shampoo. Okay, yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce the company's name right, but I think it's like Eva Nick or Eva NYC. Okay. But you can get it at Ulta. I got mine at Target, and it's uh, it's a purple shampoo and conditioner. Do you know what purple... Shampoos and conditioners do for us blondes. Okay. I, I have a guess. Tell me okay. if I am right or wrong. And okay. I don't know because, you know, I do take the colorant to the old hair over here, but I go red, you yes. go blonde. So yes. I believe that the purple, well, it does kind of what it said in the um, name of this shampoo and conditioner. It tones down any brassiness. Yep. That's exactly sort of- what it does. Okay, any sort of like orangey that's trying to come through, right? Yeah, any orange or yellow. Um, so like your goal with blonde hair is for it to be like a pale, you know, like a uh, real blonde, okay. pale blonde. Mm-hmm. But sometimes right. it can get too brassy, too yellow, sometimes too orange. And so this is like the perfect thing for people okay. who, you know, dye their hair. I put um, blonde highlights in my hair, so it's perfect for that. And let me tell you, I can tell a difference. I use it just about every time. I wash my hair and um, it's amazing. Good, good, good. That is such a great find. I know, you know, of course, those of us who do color our hair, whatever color it may be, the maintenance and the upkeep of it is like a huge component of having your hair colored. Absolutely. So I'm so glad that you found one that works. I know, especially in the summer, you know, you're in and out of the pool, you're in and out of the sunshine. I would think if you do have blonde hair, that it's a time that the blonde could be, you know, you know, almost like kind of fragile to take care of. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's so fun. Um, okay. Well, we will put a link in the show notes for you guys. If you want to check that out for yourself and help, um, take care of those bl- pretty blonde strands this summer. I have a little bit of a different awesome of the week this week. Okay. It is not a podcast or a TV show or a book or a product or anything like that. Okay. I am so excited because the Sorta Awesome family is growing. Sorta Awesome is having a baby, Ooh. I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> so to catch you, all of you awesomes up to speed, now some of you who are superstars, you already know all about this. If you um, are active in the Hangout group, you may have seen me mention it in the Hangout group, but just to fill in all of the awesomes on what we are doing to grow the Sorta Awesome family. Over the past few months, really since quarantine started, starting back kind of like in April, uh, my husband Kyle and I have been playing around with some different ideas and concepts for how to grow Sorta Awesome, the podcast, how to grow Sorta Awesome Media, uh, which is the sort of parent company that I started for Sorta Awesome. And we started experimenting and we really looped our superstars in on this with creating a daily podcast of sorts. Mm -hmm. And we released it out to the superstars, which Emily, you are one. And so you got to be in on this as well. Yes, Um, We experimented with doing like video and audio format. And I've talked to you guys about that a little bit. In fact, dropped some of those early ones uh, when we were doing Sort of Awesome Plus into the main feed. So lots Mm -hmm. of you have listened to that. So we've just kept experimenting and talking and thinking about what could this possibly look like? Just really kind of dreaming about what it could look like. And there is, you know, there is this concept of daily podcasts where 
you can just sort of turn it on and people are keeping you company as you are going about your day, whether it is on your morning commute or while you're walking your dogs, or maybe you're on the treadmill in the morning, or maybe it's midday and you're just kind of taking a little bit of time for yourself on your lunch hour, whatever. Um, But a lot of the daily podcasts that we had come across were much more geared towards men and kind of in a certain audience um, that is more into that style of conversation. But I just got really interested in the concept of talk radio. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Which Emily, you know, I've always like, I'm always like, you know, if I could just do radio, I would love that. Yes, you would. But I can never figure out how to make it work. So again, after lots of experimenting, we settled on this concept and we thought we would release a brand new podcast in addition to Sorta Awesome. So you guys, first of all, Sorta Awesome is going nowhere. Sorta Awesome is the, you know, she's the main girl of Sorta Awesome Media. Right. Um, but we thought, let's let's create a sort of talk radio daily show style um, podcast, and we're calling it Awesome Today. And the reason it is my Awesome of the Week, Emily, is because we are going to put the trailer for Awesome Today out on July 1st. Okay. Yes, it's just around the corner. Oh my it gosh, is. my is so long of everything that we need to do to get ready for Awesome Today to launch. If you're listening when this episode, this episode goes live on June 26th, then um, yeah, it's just coming up in a few days. We would love for our awesomes to head over to check out the trailer, to go ahead and subscribe to Awesome Today, to see what we're doing with this. We think it's going to be so fun. Just really expanding that concept of like looking for the awesome in the everyday, positive conversations, just fun uh, talk like I said, just sort of talk radio style, just to have something to keep you company daily. We really want to expand what we started with Sorta Awesome into a more daily bite-sized format. And we're going to do that through Awesome Today. So like I said, July 1st, you guys, the trailer will come out and then we will be dropping daily episodes then starting on July the 6th. So yay, that's the thing that's happening. Yay, I'm so excited. Thank you. We are very excited too. This is definitely um, a big step towards growth for sort of awesome media and just really trying to invite as many people as we possibly can into the community of awesome because, you know, it's kind of a time in the world when we need a little bit more awesome, I think. Yes. And so we're super excited about it. So again, July 1st, the trailer drops. We'll put it, we'll definitely have everything on our social media. Um, You can head over to Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you get your podcasts and, um, and listen to that and go ahead and subscribe so that once we get started with those daily episodes, you'll be able to hear us every day. All right. All right. So those are our awesomes of the week this week. Um, Like I said, we can drop some show notes into the, uh, some links, I'm sorry, into the show notes for you. And we always love to hear what is awesome in your lives. And so we love to do that over on Instagram every Friday with our awesome of the week thread over there where it's sort of awesome show. Or if you haven't already come and join us on Facebook, in our uh, sort of awesome hangout community, again, we have over 5,000 women who are just showing up for each other on the daily. If you're in there and you've never invited a friend to come over to the hangout, this is a great time to do it. What t- time do we 
could we possibly need more support as we head into summer 2020? I think we all could use a little extra support. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a few more people to hold our hands and help us know we are going to get through. Um, but if you haven't, invite a friend, invite your mom. We have a surprising number of moms and daughters or mothers-in-law, daughters-in-law, sisters in there. Mm -hmm. Um cousins, best friends, invite somebody to join us in the hangout if you haven't already. And again, you can find us over there at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Awesomes. I have had the joy of being able to share a lot of very cool, very awesome brands and products with you all through the years. But I need for you to know that what I want to talk to you about today is genuinely changing my life and the life of my husband. This is the story of how Theragun, a handheld percussive therapy device, is making a huge impact on my quality of life. So I've mentioned more than a few times on the show that I have bad feet. What I've not really gone into is how really messed up one of my legs is due to a fallen arch on my left foot. Now that issue causes me to have muscle knots, nerve pain, and worst of all, debilitating leg cramps. The only thing that has ever brought me relief from these issues is when my husband Kyle would give me a therapeutic style massage. Now, sometimes I would be in so much pain from all of the muscle knots and tension happening that those massages would leave me in tears. Okay, fast forward through years and years of just living with this pain to last week when Theragun arrived at our house. Now, we wasted no time in checking it out. And for the first time ever, ever, you guys, I was able to endure a massage on my messed up leg that didn't leave me crying. In fact, it genuinely left me speechless. I couldn't even believe the relief I felt even from my first treatment with a Theragun. And each treatment after that has brought even more relief from this pain I have been living with for so long. And the same is true for my husband, Kyle. Years and years of playing football as a kid, teen, and young adult have left him with long-term damage to his body. He's the reason we have an actual massage table in our home because his muscle and joint pain is so intense at night, it leaves him unable to sleep more often than not. I've been able to use the Theragun on him, and it has been incredible how much relief he is experiencing. In fact, and this is the absolute truth, you guys, he's been sleeping with the Theragun on his nightstand in case he has a pain flare up in the middle of the night. He can just reach for it and find relief no matter how late at night it might be. So yes, we are now huge fans and big believers in the power of Theragun to bring relief to muscle pain and tension. And I totally want you to check it out too. Awesomes, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. It's the one with the OLED screen. There's a personalized Theragun app and all the quiet and power that you need. It starts at only $199. So you can go to theragun.com slash awesome right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash awesome, theragun.com slash awesome. Okay, Emily, like I said at the top of the show, you and I, of course, being sisters who are 14 months apart, we have so many shared summer memories together. We mm -hmm. obviously like whatever my summer looked like is what your summer looked like for sure. Yes, right. When I start thinking about summers as a kid, my mind goes to our grandparents' house in Kansas City. 
So does mine. I mean, this was such an iconic part of our growing up years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we moved around a lot as kids. We didn't really have like one town that we would call like our hometown, I don't think, because we moved every three or four years. But our grandparents' house in Kansas City, these are our mom's parents, that was like sort of home base for us, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It was like a given that we would go to Kansas City every summer. Every summer we were there. And it wasn't even like we were going there to do a lot of Kansas City things, although Kansas City is a great city and we would definitely do things like the zoo and go to... um, Worlds of Fun. Worlds of Fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was that place with the Hallmark store? Oh, Crown Center. Crown Center, which was a really fun... Uh, just super quirky shopping mall and had Hallmark. Was it Hallmark headquarters? Yeah, I think it was like everything that had to do with, I think it was like a Hallmark mall. Okay, yeah. This is, I'm yeah. like really reaching back in the, <laughs> in the recesses Into of the my memory. memory for this. Yes, yes. Uh, but we could, you could go like, and they had like a kid's area and you could make your own crayons and markers and do all kinds of art yep. projects and stuff. Um, but some of my favorite memories from our grandparents' house were just like little things like, Emily, I'm sure you remember this. Our grandpa would get a little wading pool every summer uh-huh, uh-huh. and he would get that garden hose out and stretch it out and get it get the water um, started going from the from the faucet in the yard in there. But, and this is so precious to me as I think I back on it. I know what you're going to say. Yes. He <laughs> did not want us to get too cold in that cold, mm-hmm. cold uh, garden hose water that was coming out of the mm-hmm. faucet from outside. So he would get this big old bucket and go into the bathroom and fill it up with hot, hot, hot water from the bathtub. <laughs> and he would haul that bucket back and forth and make us mm-hmm. our own little heated waiting pool. <laughs> That was so sweet of him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. What are some of your favorite um, grandma and grandpa's house memories from growing up? Well, um, now, I don't know if you remember this, but in addition to letting us swim in the pool, in the little kiddie pool out in their yard, sometimes they would put the kiddie pool with sand on their porch, on their screened-in porch. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember that? I have not thought about that in forever, but yes, I do remember that. Yes. And so we would play in the sand yes, on their porch with grandma's flowers. and Yep. That is one of my favorite things of their house. Our grandparents have since passed away. Um, and so, you know, the, Emily and I just have these memories to hold on to. In fact, Emily, I don't know if you're like this, but a lot, a lot of my dreams actually take place at grandma and grandpa's house. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> it's so weird. I wonder what that means. I do. Okay. Awesome dream interpreters. Tell us what that means that we're right, <laughs> we right. our grandparents' house a lot. <laughs> um, but that was one of my favorite things about their house is they had this screened in porch. It wasn't air conditioned or anything, just open, mm-hmm. you know, like screens to keep the yes. bugs out and stuff. Grandma had a glider um, mm-hmm. rocker. Um, I don't know what to call those. It was like a couch, but it was a glider. Yeah. Is that, yeah. am I saying the right thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. We, we called it the glider. So the yeah. glider. And I remember, oh my gosh, that's probably one of my very favorite summer memories. If I can just go back to something that just fills my heart with so much summery sunshine happiness is grandma would take us down the street uh, to the little uh, library branch that was close to their mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. We would just load up with so many books. 
come yes. back and I can remember just sitting on that glider out on their porch and just reading. And um, I also remember too that, th- and this is when I would have been younger, I remember, gl- you know, rocking back and forth on that glider. And grandma would be talking to us, telling us stories, and it'd be so hot, but also it's mm-hmm. shaded, and she'd always have a mm-hmm. fan going out there. And I'd just fall asleep there, you know, just laying down yes. on that lighter. Oh, wow. Oh, it's so, so cozy and so wonderful. It's actually, yes. you know, kind of, we talk about the idea of huga, um, that cozy feeling. We talk about it a lot in the winter, the fall and winter, but that is total summertime huga thought to me. It's just like so much coziness and togetherness, even though it was so hot. <laughs> right. Right. Now I agree wholeheartedly. And then um, do you remember the, like, we would either be drinking like Pepsi or grandpa would make limeade. Oh my gosh. Grandpa always made limeade from frozen yes. concentrate. Yep. Yep. He would get. And we loved it. Oh, yeah. He'd get those cans <laughs> of frozen limeade concentrate, mix up limeade for us. That was such a uh-huh. staple. Um, also, our grandparents let us eat ice cream for dessert every night after dinner. Yes. <laughs> every single night. <laughs> that and was a thing. That was totally a thing. However, their basement was scary. <laughs> That's where the big freezer was that had all the right. ice cream in it. And so yep. we'd have to, they'd be like, okay, can I have ice cream? But somebody's got to go, you know, get a new carton. And we'd be right. like, oh my gosh, it's so scary down here because it had those open back stairs. Yes. Know? Yes. <laughs> I still think that basement was haunted. It might have been a little bit, a little <laughs> on the haunted side. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of eating at grandma and grandpa's house. This was another one of my very favorite things. One of the two of them, and I don't know if this was grandma or grandpa's idea, but they always had a like Tupperware carton in the fridge filled with M&Ms. Yes. And so I don't know which one of them liked to eat cold M&Ms, but I can remember not only were we having ice cream for dessert every night, I can remember <laughs> thinking, I'm sure that I was like so sneaky, just go in there and maybe grab a little handful here and there. Right, right. <laughs> Thinking back, of course they knew that we were sneaking them, but <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to think. Well, um, they had that upstairs kind of bedroom. That yes. I mean, it was one story, but they had one bedroom upstairs. There was no bathroom, but that was yeah. kind of fun too. Yes. We would, you know, take turns sleeping up there, and yes, that's right. Usually, um, you know. A lot of times we would go with our mom and stay for an extended time. Of course, dad would be back in whatever town we were living in working. But mm-hmm. so we'd be there with mom and of course us four kids. Sometimes our aunt and cousins would come over. But yeah, that upstairs bedroom was um, really kind of tucked away. We could go up there and just play. I remember playing with mom's makeup up there. Right. Um, and the attic was off of that room too. Mm-hmm. And it was a mm-hmm. little spooky. It was a little scary too. <laughs> Um, yes, that was so fun. And also I, that was when, I don't know what channel this must've been on, on TV, but every afternoon Brady Bunch would come on, Brady Bunch reruns Mm -hmm. would Mm -hmm. come on and grandma would fix this little snack trays. She had those like circle snack, circle, like plastic snack trays. They were called splatter platters. Splatter platters. I haven't thought about that in so long. Oh my God. From Tupperware. Yes. Yes. And so she would fix the splatter platters with snacks on them. And I vividly remember, Emily, I vividly remember cold cans of tab cola. Yep. And she put those open for us and put straws in them. And just like that sensation of drinking a cold cola 
through mm-hmm. and not diet either. Just right. straight up Abcola, drinking it through a straw. Oh my gosh. And yep. watching the Brady Bunch and just, you mm-hmm. know, being so fascinated with the clothes and mm-hmm. the you know, ridiculous storylines and all of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh Such yes. A moment in time. So, okay. Well, like I said, at the top of the show, I have asked a few friends to send me some voice messages with some of their happiest um, childhood memories. So I'm going to be sharing those here in just a few minutes. Emily, thank you so much for joining me here to talk all things summer right now. Oh, you're very welcome. That's one of my favorite. It is my favorite season. Definitely mine too. Mine too. Even though this year we kind of have to make the best of it, it's still summer. So yeah. All right. Okay, so now I want to get to these stories shared with me by some of our awesomes. As I listened to all the messages these women sent our way, some really big themes came out, some commonalities, I guess you could say, in our fond summer memories. And as I was just reminding Emily of going to the library and loading up on books, that's exactly what awesome Lori Lynn treasures most from her childhood summers too. Now you all may remember hearing Lori Lynn on Sorta Awesome before. At the very end of episode 184 called How to Find Freedom from Our Screens, she came on and told a hilarious story from her first days of motherhood. So anyway, let's listen to what Lori Lynn said she remembers from summer when she was a kid. When I think of summer, I think of the summer reading program at the library. I grew up in the deep south, so summers were insanely hot and insanely humid, and I don't like to be overly hot, and my hair gets frizzy when it's humid. So I spent a lot of time reading, a lot of time at the library, and then when I got a little bit older, volunteering with the summer reading program, there are certain books that just take me back. I think of the American Girl series, I think of the history mysteries, those types of books just take me back to summer as a child and that feeling of holding that library book and having that huge stack and people being like are you really going to read all of those and I assured them yes I really am going to read all of those and the smell of the library the feeling of sitting with all the other kids and getting to experience all the fun things the magic shows the animal exhibits and of course the books summer reading and the library just takes me right back to summer as a kid yes Lori Lynn yes I did so much reading in the summers. Probably some of my favorite summer reads when I was a kid were scary ghost stories for some reason. And maybe it's those long days and short nights that made me brave. I really only liked to read ghost story books in the summer. Now, later, when I was a teenager, I spent many 
many a summer afternoon in my swimsuit, laying on a beach towel in my backyard with insufficient sunscreen. You guys put sunscreen on. I'm paying for it now in my 40s. (laughs) I was not interested in hearing that when I was a teenager, though. Anyway, I did get my sunglasses on and I read through most everything written by John Grisham and Michael Crichton. I got really, really into John Grisham books the summer before my junior year of high school. I absolutely devoured the firm Um, A Time to Kill, Pelican Brief. I think that's around the time that his book, The Client, came out. And then I also got really, really into Michael Crichton books. I loved the movie Jurassic Park and who didn't during that era in time in the 90s. So I wanted to read the book. And yeah, I got to say, it is kind of better than the movie. I know that's so trite to say the movie is a great American film, but oh my goodness, is the book of Jurassic Park so intense. Now, Michael Crichton wrote prolifically during his life. So after I read Jurassic Park, I went back and read some of his books like Eaters of the Dead and Rising Sun and Congo. I just couldn't get enough of the suspenseful way he told a story. Those books were such page turners. And I do have to wonder how well they would hold up to today. Okay, so Lori Lynn and I shared a passion for reading. I asked awesome Becky to tell me a little bit about her favorite summer memories because she grew up in a different era than I did. So here are some of Becky's favorite memories from her childhood in the 60s. I grew up in the panhandle of Texas. I am 64 years old, so I was born in 1956. And the summers that really stick out in my memory as a kid were probably in the um, early to mid-1960s. I had a younger brother and a younger sister. We lived in a um, just a neighborhood on the south side of Amarillo. And my mom worked full-time as well as my dad. So in the summer... Mom would hire a teenager to come and stay with us during the day until we got old enough to stay by ourselves. And our baby sister went to the babysitter. So it was just me and my brother at home. And I remember the babysitters teaching us some really fun card games. I remember a specific game called Spit. And she and I would each hold a deck of cards and play um in the center of the floor, you know, really fast game. And, uh, I just loved that. And I remember teaching it to my own kids when we got older because it, when I had them just because it was so fun, but that was a really fun memory from summer. And one of the other things I remember is that, uh, just riding my bike outside and just the freedom of being able to go anywhere around the neighborhood that I wanted to, nobody was worried about getting kidnapped or anything like that. We didn't have to wear helmets or knee pads or shin guards, anything like that. It was just, we just rode around and if we fell, we got scraped up, but that was really fun. And as I got a little bit older, the, my friends in the neighborhood, we would all sit out in somebody's front yard in the evenings and just sit out until it got late, you know, even after dark, just talking and Um, sitting around, I'm sure feeling very grown up, um, just talking about whatever, who knows what we were talking about. But I just remember feeling very grown up and fun. And um, I just really enjoyed that. I really looked forward to summer every year. 
My family also took a vacation each summer, which usually involved camping. So that was fun. Um, I can't think of a bad summer memory. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to just share about it a little bit. I love that Becky talked about learning to play spit, the card game spit. Playing card games was something my sister Emily and I loved to spend hours doing. Actually, we did that during the summer and all year round. And when we got older, we would sometimes go to my aunt and uncle's cabin out in rural Kansas during the summer where all kinds of extended family would gather around. My mom and my aunt, my grandmother would teach us all kinds of card games. So I love thinking back on playing card games during the summer. Definitely such a staple activity. Um, I also love that Becky remembered sitting around and visiting with her friends in neighbors' front yards. It seems like maybe that's a little bit of a forgotten practice that some of us may be already bringing back as we figure out ways to stay connected in the time of COVID. Now, you will all probably recognize the voice of this next friend right away. I asked my longtime dear friend, Tish Oxenreiter of the Art of Simple and the Goodless podcast to share what summers looked like for her. You guys know Tish has been on Sorta Awesome several times, and I always say I have her to thank for Sorta Awesome. She gave me my start in podcasting, and I am so thankful for it. So let's listen to Tish, and I think that once again, you're going to hear some common themes. I'm the same age as you, Meg. So like you, the bulk of my early childhood was in the 80s, and then you know my teenage years were in the early 90s. And true to form of classic 80s stereotypes, both my parents worked outside the home, and so... I was alone with my much younger brother for a good bulk of my summers growing up. And I don't know, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> we just, we, we didn't travel as a family. We didn't go very far. And so I had a lot of freedom in my childhood summers. I remember it was largely up to me to dictate what I did with my time, where I went, if I went anywhere, and who I spent it with, which is wild in some ways, but also really magical and how it should be when it comes to childhood summers in a way, you know? So when I think of my summers, one thing I remember, I don't I don't know exactly how old I was, but I know it was over several summers. My neighbor from a few doors down, she and I, you know, she was a, around my age, a little bit younger. She and I would wake up really early and meet at the light post that was sort of halfway between our houses. And then we would ride our bikes to the neighborhood pool. And they had this thing called early bird swim, which was mostly for adults who wanted to swim laps before they went to work. But I guess there were also a few kids like ourselves who decided to self-impose some structure in our lives by waking up early and going swimming. And we would start off by swimming laps, but I think that would last all of like maybe 10 minutes. And then the rest of the time you'd just float and talk. And there were many days when we had the pool entirely to ourselves. And there was something magical about how quiet everything was. The neighborhood was quiet. The water was still and quiet. And we knew how magical this was because later in the day, we would go to the same pool after lunch because nothing to do and lots of freedom. And it was just boisterously loud with neighbor kids and moms and 
and lifeguard whistles and splashing and and it was just as great a place but there was something really almost sacred about our early morning swims that we would do together and you know I don't know they would last maybe 30 minutes we'd towel off and we'd ride our bikes back home eat our respective cereals for breakfast and kind of do our thing until we went back out again um and I don't know, I, I remember a lot of the, the sounds of just the water splashing and the water stillness. And then I remember the sounds of being home, crunching my cereal while I watched, uh, you know, The Price is Right, uh, The Facts of Life. I would watch Family Ties and Growing Pains to deepen my crushes on Alex P. Keaton and Mike Seaver. And I remember the sounds, too, of, of being in my bedroom and listening to the radio and waiting with my finger hovered over the record button on my pink jam box, waiting for that song, whatever that song was, to start playing and cross my fingers that the DJ wasn't talking too much uh, during the intro and thus miss a good chunk, you know, usually the best part of the song. I also remember we would play hide and seek on our block. You know, this is a time when kids were just out and about. I mean, I I know it's easy to look back and reminisce with rose-colored glasses, but if I really remember accurately, it was true. We had a lot of kids on our street, and even if we didn't call each other friends or hang out often, we knew who each other was. And there were a few times when we would play block-wide parties like hide-and-seek or sardines. And I remember it would be dusk, and there would be fireflies, and we'd be running up and down the whole neighborhood block, and the only thing that was off limits were people's houses. <laughs> so we would hide in, in other people's backyards. We, I remember some kids hiding in trash cans. <laughs> it's wild to think about, but it was such a fun, random thing that only happened in the summer, you know, because once the school year started, we would go and do our respective things, go to our classes. And, and we were various ages as well. We're talking like middle school all the way down to little bitties. We would all play together. And I also remember the sound of my dad's baseball games. He was part of a, um, our church's, I guess, what do you call that? Just a, a church softball team. And we would go to the baseball games at night. And I had zero interest in actually following the game, but I loved the sounds of the game, the crack of the bat and the cheers and the running. And I would just hang out on the playground with the other kids, just sitting on the monkey bars, watching, quote, the game, while we mostly hung around and ran around. And there was a creek in the back, and we would um, look at the minnows and the crawdads and try to catch those. And then I would just hear my mom yell, you know, Tish, time to come home, or, you know, we're going home, uh, time to come to the car. And I would just run. And it was like, I never saw her or my dad the entire time. I was just given complete freedom to run around that entire softball field area. But then ultimately what I think of is still what I hear, you know, here in central Texas at night in the summers or in the bulk of the afternoon, and that's the sound of cicadas. This, uh, you know, if, if you've been in this area or in the south, you know what that's like. Late afternoon, the heat is setting in. You almost see the the waves of the heat in the air, and the cicadas start doing their hum. That is what takes me back to childhood summers more than just about any other sound because I hear, I hear that humming, and it can sound like boredom on one hand, and it can also sound like opportunity on the other hand. Opportunity because the day is a blank slate. And you could do anything or nothing. 
And gosh, <laughs> what a small blip of our lives do we have that ability to say that about our days, that we could do anything or nothing and it would be perfectly fine. And um, no one would be worse for the wear because there's no bills to pay. You know, you just wait till the street lights come on and you know it's time to run inside and just eat whatever's put in front of you by your mom. Um, but in the meantime, the sound of the cicadas are playing its soundtrack for you all summer long. Um, but only for those few months. And you really only have the time and the bandwidth to notice when you're a kid and you have nothing to do or when you're an adult now and you take time to notice. You know, you you go out onto the porch and you sit and you listen. And so that's what I think of when I think of my childhood summers. A lot of freedom because there wasn't much to do. And I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm grateful we didn't have wild, extravagant summers in my childhood. Oh my goodness. I just know that many of us of a certain age most certainly remember keeping our fingers on the record button on our tape recorders so we could record songs right off the radio. You had to be fast to catch a song right at the beginning. And you guys, of course, there is no bigger bummer than when the dumb DJ kept talking even after the music started. Oh my gosh, why? I really super loved that Tish and her neighbor friend were disciplined enough as kids to get up and get themselves to the pool for a swim first thing in the morning. And of course, all of that unsupervised free play with kids of all ages, that is some classic summer goodness right there. You know, swimsuits, swimming, these are the things that many of us loved in the summers, and you didn't even have to have a fancy pool to get into. You'll remember my friend Kate Zerby from episode 154, Open to Awesome, From Infertility to Adoption. So here is what Kate had to say about how a swimsuit was the secret to summer success when she was a kid. I think a sign of a successful summer day when I was a kid was a day that I would wake up in the morning, I would change out of my pajamas into a swimsuit, I would play outside in the sprinkler or in our small swimming pool. I would come inside in the afternoon, stay in my swimsuit, read books, eat ice cream, go back out to play in the water in the evening, and then at bedtime change back into my pajamas. So I remember realizing that it was a super fun thing to do when the only thing I wore was either pajamas or swimsuit. So that is a good sign of a successful summer day as a kid. Yep. I have to agree with Kate totally living in a swimsuit and running through the sprinkler in the backyard. All of that is just so much summer goodness. So we'll be back with more summer stories after this quick break. Okay, friends, if you're anything like me, then these long summer evenings mean all the more reason to grab a light bedtime snack before bed. And I am all about enjoying a big old bowl of breakfast cereal at night. And I'm feeling super good about that because of Magic Spoon. My gosh, I'm so glad to have this old friend breakfast cereal back in my life. I grew up on the junky stuff, but there is nothing junky about Magic Spoon. In fact, Magic Spoon has 11 grams of protein, protein in breakfast cereal, 11 grams in every bowl, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. 
comes in four incredible flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes so good. You really can't believe that you're eating a cereal that's so good for you. And you know what? My kids love it too. And no, that's the ultimate test. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Now, I love every one of the flavors in that variety pack, but I'm especially partial to blueberry. And apparently one of my kids is too, at least one of them, because blueberry is almost always the first flavor to get devoured once we get our new box of Magic Spoon. So you guys go to magicspoon.com slash awesome to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code awesome at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their cereal. It is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash awesome. Use code awesome for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for supporting Sorta Awesome. Now, friends, as we settle into the long and lazy days of summer, many of us are ready to take a little break from the mental drain of planning meals and heading out to the grocery store. So it is definitely time to check out Every Plate. With Every Plate, you experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. You get meals that you'll enjoy and your bank account is going to love it. That's all delivered right to your door. Every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. What I love most about every plate, besides how incredibly affordable it is, is how the meals are the kind of great tasting home cooked meals that our whole family loves. Our most recent every plate box had us cooking up gravy lovers meatballs with roasted garlic mashed potatoes and green beans. And yep, it was totally loved over here. And oh my gosh, we loved the zucchini parmesan over linguine marinara with crispy breadcrumbs. Isn't that the most perfect summer dinner dish? It was so delicious and it is so affordable. Seriously, maybe you've looked into other meal kits before and decided they were too expensive. If so, head over and check out Every Plate because Every Plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. If you're ready to check out Every Plate, you can get three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code AWESOME3. So again, that is three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal. When you go to everyplate.com, enter code AWESOME3, that's A-W-E-S-O-M-E, and then the number three to get that incredible deal of three weeks of Every Plate meals for only $2.99 per meal. Okay, you guys, we have been talking a lot about unstructured play being such a huge part of the nostalgia of summer, but some favorite summer memories for many people have taken place at summer camp. That is definitely the place. That is definitely the case for Laura Tremaine. Laura is, of course, one of my oldest and dearest friends. She was part of the original crew of Sorta Awesome co-hosts, and she has a very awesome podcast of her own, 10 Things to Tell You. Laura and I go back to our high school days and shared some summer fun together for sure, but a big part of Laura Summers was spending a month at summer camp. I think you'll love hearing her reflect on those days. When I think of summer as a kid, the first and most important thing that comes to mind is the summer camp that I attended 
for 10 years. So, you know, the bulk of my childhood in the Ozarks in Missouri. And specifically, I think of the sound of walking on gravel. So all over this rustic camp was just covered in any place that we would walk, like to the flagpole, to the dining hall, was covered in all this pea gravel, these little pieces of tiny rock. And I can just hear the sound of, you know, dozens of kids and counselors walking across that gravel. Or also sometimes I can conjure just like one person walking and just the sound of it, the crunch of it. It just brings back so much innocence to my mind, just a time when I was really happy, when I was at a camp where things felt really pure and idyllic and, you know, there was a lake and there was canoeing and it was um, a time when, even though I was a kid and I didn't have a lot of pressures, it was a time when we just sort of stepped out of our real life and were plopped into this beautiful, beautiful spot for four weeks every single summer. And it's just where a lot of my very formative childhood memories were made and kind of where I feel like I first came into myself really was at this camp. And a lot of things have faded about that time and about childhood in general, but if that sound of pea gravel and walking across this gravel and just people skipping and marching and, you know, just being kids in this place with that sound, that's what comes to me for childhood summer memories. So speaking of sort of awesome co-hosts, you know, I wanted to hear from Rebecca and Kelly, you guys, I could hardly contain my delight at what I heard when they shared their summer memories with me. Listen carefully and you'll know why their stories were so delightful to me. Here's Kelly. Hi, Awesomes. This is Kelly. What I remember most about growing up in the 80s in the summer was being bored. (laughs) I tell my kids this and they roll their eyes. I know, mom. But honestly, that is my memory. And then all of the wonderful things that came out of those moments of boredom. I think I've said on the show before, but I invented my own radio station because I had to practice piano. It was K-L-L-Y. I even had a jingle. I would record songs on my tape player next to the piano and then um, make commercials and things like that. I made my own magazines, all the different times that I would set up school or office, things like that with my brother who was just three years younger than me. But here's the big difference. He had friends in the neighborhood and I didn't. And that was why I was always bored. (laughs) So he would often say, sure, I'll play school with you. And then I would get everything set up and I would make homework and I would make a schedule and I would clean the desk that was down in our basement, our unfinished basement. And then he'd have a friend come and knock on the door and say, Michael, you want to go play basketball? And he'd say, see ya. So I was left to play school on my own. So I was bored, but at the same time, I feel like I had a rich and vivid imagination because of it. And then by the time I got to be a teenager and found the wonderful world of phone calls, which I guess today would be, you know, texting all the social media, I would spend literally hours on the phone every day to get through my summer boredom. But those childhood sweet memories are just like walking around my house, looking for something else to read, trying to invent something. Boredom is my big memory, but it's not a bad one. 
Now, I totally agree with Kelly. There is so much goodness in being bored. Summer is the perfect time to just push the limits of boredom. See what you can come up with with those long days. And this summer, really not that much on the schedule to get done. Now, listen to Rebecca and see if you pick up on a similar summertime hobby that maybe predicted the future just a little bit. When I think of my favorite childhood summer memories, my mind instantly goes back to my best friend, Emily. Something I don't talk about too often on the show, I don't think, is that my older sister and brother are a lot older than me. My sister's 12 years older than I am, and my brother is 10 years older than I am. So in a lot of ways, I grew up almost like an only child. So my best friend, Emily, who lived just a mile down the road for me, was a crucial part of my childhood. We used to play together all the time, doing the most simple of things. We would spend hours and hours at my grandmother's pond. We would design these pretend water parks and then pretend that we were recording commercials to advertise for them. There was one year that a farmer had ordered some filler sand for his field, and there were these huge dunes from the sand in the field, and we used to meet out there and play on them. One person would have one dune for their house, and the other one would have another dune for their house. We would create steps and slides and just do all this pretend play. And one time while we were out there, I got a runny nose and somehow created this huge snot bubble that ended up popping all over my, <laughs> it popped all over my face. And because we were playing in the sand, I ended up getting sand stuck to my face everywhere. I mean, it was disgusting. It still sounds disgusting. But it made us laugh so hard. And that's just what I remember about my time with Emily is laughing, being goofy, playing pretend together. We would have slumber parties on a pretty regular basis. And we would always have a tape recorder with us. And we would record everything. We talked to the tape recorder as if it was this third party that was there observing what was happening and we would give it a play-by-play. I mean, it was like I was practicing podcasting before podcasting was ever a thing. (laughs) I adore my friend Emily and she for sure is one of my favorite summer memories. Oh my gosh, Rebecca really hit the nail on the head. Did you catch that she and Kelly both loved recording themselves as kids? I got to say that I also absolutely loved getting a recorder, a tape recorder, something like that, recording myself, telling stories into it. I also very vividly remember the shock of listening to my voice and thinking, oh my gosh, is that what I sound like? Do other people hear that? That's my voice? So apparently all that recording and playing back at an early age must have desensitized the three of us to hearing our voices on the digital airwaves because here we are. And to be honest, you guys, I still ask myself, is that what I sound like when I hear my own voice 
even today. Well, awesomes, I hope you have enjoyed this nostalgic look at summer's past. So many of us are in the midst of a summer unlike anything we could have ever imagined. And with so many of our modern favorites for summer being closed or limited in some way, perhaps some of us will find some inspiration in the simpler summers of our childhoods as we look for ways to make sure that there's a little awesome to be found and celebrated in summer 2020. Now, a quick note, Sort of Awesome will be off next week. As a reminder, keep an eye out on July 1st to go and get subscribed to our brand new podcast release, Awesome Today. We are counting on the awesomes to help us launch this thing into the podcast universe. And just by going over and hitting subscribe on it when it drops into Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts is going to give Awesome Today such a good start. Now, we'll be reminding you on social media. So if you are not already following us there, make sure to find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show and over on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Well, all right, Awesomes, you guys, thanks so much for listening this week and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.